Welcome to Forging the Body of the Witch, a podcast about sorcery, magic, manifestation, and all those things that we use to make our lives better. I'm your host, Chris Dambala. Now let's get started. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to Forging the Body of the Witch. Um, I think we're up to episode nine now. Um, and this one is called how to change your body with sigils or, uh, at least this is my application of them. Um, the reason I want to talk about this is, well, there's a few, um, but one, I'm going to share some experiences. Um, maybe I'll speculate a little bit on why they work. I've got some solid things there. Um, I'll look at some types of, uh, goals that you can look at and then we'll look at some, of the application, so how, how they can actually be used. If you're unfamiliar with sigils, um, I imagine if you've gravitated to this podcast, you might have a little bit of a, an awareness, but maybe look at my previous episodes, a couple back there, on actually getting them <coughs> to work in the first place, um, because I feel like maybe that's something that's missing. So there's... The, the reason that I think I like to share this particular part of a little section of magic or practical magic is largely because it's super accessible. I could talk about other things um, that I've done and that I've found to be useful, but some of them are less accessible. Um, so some spirit work and work with particular god forms if you want to use, or deities if you want to use those um, terms. Some of those... They can be potentially alienating to people and that's not my intention. So my intention is to share things that are a little bit more accessible and that actually work. Um, so rather than just sharing abstract ideas, I want to actually share practical ideas. Um, my experience, I think there's some stuff on my backstory there. So I've used them, like when I say my backstory, it's um, it'll be linked to the webpage on, in the notes here. Um, so you can have a quick look at that. So there's just some photos and a bit about my story, but, um, I've used sigils in my life to, you know, do some pretty cool cosmetic stuff. And by cosmetic, I mean physical change. So I've used them to assist in fat loss, quite radical fat loss, gain muscle, um, improve skin for health stuff. Uh, hormonal function, um, some anti-aging stuff. Um, so the applications are quite wide open. I, I think like we're all only just scratching the surface. Quite why they work, m- my feeling is that, and, and I'll be brief on this, I, I had some like longer thoughts and I think we could um, talk about these sort of things for hours, but it's probably less important to have these kind of like, you know, in-depth theoretical discussions and have like a working basis that we can run with. Um, so the the basic sigil magic, uh, cow's magic approach is the whole shoot first, ask questions later. So you do the stuff and then you try and come up with a theory if that's kind of where you want to go rather than have the theories and then do the thing. Um, so... <clears throat> My probably one of my things the the mechanism behind which they work and which at least the way that Austin Spare and Kenneth Grant look at them is that you're actually embedding desire 
into the subconscious itself. I mean, they have some quite idiosyncratic uh, interpretations of the subconscious. Um, and if you've read <sighs> Kenneth Grant or yeah, Austin Spear, you'll know what I mean. Um, so they they use it. They kind of use it to imply this kind of um, notion of the underworld. Um, and the the implication is at some point it would interface with um, a more cosmic or deep mind is probably a more uh, non-sectarian way to say it. I, I think that's probably the easiest way to say it. Um, so I think Kenneth Grant, when he's summarising... Uh, uh, Austin Spare's view, I think he, he talks about the subconscious being a series of strata that reach back indefinitely in sort of like in an evolutionary sense. So these are these like powers and abilities that reach back, you know, um, into this sort of distant cosmic time and that we're able to reactivate those if we can embed um, sigils there. So they they end up going to talk about it in a lot of like bizarre and, uh, you know, some of those more spectacular occult abilities, um, like, you know, superhuman strength and all those sort of displays of power, regeneration. I think he talks about immortality and those kinds of things. Uh, and there, there is a, um, there's a biological principle of endowment, which probably kind of maps with this anyway, which is without, or evolutionary period, uh, principle of endowment, I should say, which is, that nature doesn't waste or doesn't keep things that are unnecessary. And in that sense, we have something like a 98 plus percent of what they... It's not actually junk DNA. It's like dormant or latent DNA uh, genetic material. And one of the speculations is in a occult sense, are they potentials that we could access... And sigils give us a direct route. I digress. Um, my interest, yeah, is large, largely in those more cosmetic things, which I think more people would be interested in, in anyway. So why they work, I feel like it's largely owes to the fact that the subconscious, no matter, even if you take away any sort of magical interpretation or framework, um, is very, very close to tied to the body and beliefs that become embedded within the subconscious just radiate outwards and then have a very powerful effect. This is actually why I feel like it's possibly the most um, powerful usage of and most practical and potentially potent usage of sigils. You don't require any type of magical link to anything else because you're already linked into it because your conscious is enmeshed in your body already. Sorry, just dosing up on caffeine. Um, and so in that respect, you're in it. Now, that cuts two ways, obviously, because if your dominant thoughts and beliefs are negative about your body, um, it can become very hard to uh, re-establish new ones or establish new ones. Or if you do establish new ones, there is a tendency that... Uh, the old patterns can reassert themselves. So partly I think this is why people try and use things like affirmations and things like... So the two paths, two broad ways into the subconscious are these like altered or extraordinary states of consciousness. 
you know, like things like shock and not, that obviously have a, an impact. Um, like we know this from things like, um, because psychosomatic illness and neurosis is a thing. So often tied to emotional uh, stress or tra- trauma and then unwanted patterns get embedded within the subconscious and then your subsequent behaviours. Um, and then they can also manifest physically. Um, so there's a tie in there. The other way is repetition. Um, so repeating things over and over and over again, you know, it's why you don't have to keep riding, learning to ride a bike. And these are just surface level things that I'm talking about, obviously, just so you can link it back to your life. Um, but the more profound ones, obviously, are like more magical in nature. And if you've actually done anything with these and done them properly, like again, review my previous uh, podcast on this topic, you'll know that they do have an effect. Um, so largely I would like you to like have a play with these, like because I think that there's a couple of broad applications, so goals I should say. So you can, let me talk about goals first because um, often like this ties in with the notion of like, you know, getting your state movement intent right. I've talked about this previously. But you can, my, my general feeling and philosophy with um, magic and just like life improvement generally is the best magic is actually done at the sense of, at the, at the level of your identity. So if you can change that, it has this domino effect that influences everything else. So a lot of the magic you should be doing, and I, I think I give an example of it somewhere else, which is, you know, you don't, um, rather than just doing it for the outward signs of things. So like, I mean, sigil magic is usually, and it has often been used for that getting laid and getting paid magic, you know, practical stuff. Um, or obviously practical things, but rather than doing it for those items in the outside world, you turn it around and make yourself the person who naturally attracts those sort of things. So rather than like trying to enchant for X amount of money, you make yourself the person that is capable of acquiring that money, um, which is like the adult way to do things. Um, but you do you. The um, Don Webb has some thoughts about this and this is why he sort of divides uh, magic up if you're using the umbrella term. He talks about sorcery being the acquisition of just stuff or making stuff happen in the world and magic being the latter thing that I just spoke about. Um, that That's just him using those definitions. Other people use that as well. I kind of feel like they're just two sides of the same coin. Um I just feel like there's a more mature way to approach things and then there's a, another thing. I am also like to do the immature stuff as well, so there's uh, no judgment there by any means. Um, but like changing yourself at that point. So in, I think you can definitely do sigils for, and these are some targets so you can look at, like specific physical characteristics. Um, but I would generally, like, rather than trying to do them, I've seen people, like, talk about things that are, like, you know, like, ridiculous stuff, like, that, you know, like, grow an extra foot or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I think you should be trying to, at least in the beginning, and this isn't to say that that's not possible, um, but you should be looking to augment 
positive aspects of yourself from the get-go. Like one, because you'll get an increase in your actual magical ability when it starts to happen. But also I feel like, and this is me speculating, I feel like you've incarnated in your body and you need to just make that the best vehicle it can be um, by trying to identify what your personal ideal for yourself is. Um, so you do need to get in touch with that and it's like does require a bit of self-honesty. Um, so the first one is actually like, yeah, looking at those physical characteristics that you want to change. Now, when you do these sort of things, um, it's impossible not, f- you know, they don't, they're not hermetically sealed. And um, what I mean by that is if you do um, a sigil for a particular, you know, uh, physical ideal, you know, and it's a certain amount of body fat percentage, you might have to do several sigils around this, but um, if it's a particular um, physique goal that you have and then you refuse to participate in the world, the magic will have to work or on you somehow and often that can be in the forms of like psychological stress because you're not being congruent with your goals um and i i feel this isn't a monkey paw thing um this is just the lack of congruence um and i've spoken about this elsewhere but just being ready for change um and so the, there is a bit of a warning that comes with this in that the magic will work um because and it's probably going to work pretty quick um, so you do need to be ready for that change. So if you are actually going to pursue this path, just be ready. Um, and yeah, I, I've seen this in a lot of people where it's, um, the, and, and myself as well. Like, you know, you think you're ready for change and then you realize, oh, maybe not. Cause a really, um, effective sigil or any type of magical working can often make you feel very much like a leaf caught in the gale. So it will take you where it needs to go um, because you've tapped into deeper levels of consciousness um, speculatively that are just going to take you where you need to go. Um, So just be mindful of that. Um, That's not something that you should necessarily be worried about if you want the thing to happen. Um, Just be ready for it. Um, so if it's something very much outside of your current situation, just be prepared. Um, the magic will make you move if you're not doing something. Uh, the other application that I feel like this is good is actually looking at those things that are, um, if you don't have drive and ambition and the sort of the fire in the belly to like really go to war on something, possibly consider that as a goal because um changing that part of your identity like generally speaking people who are just like obsessive and relentless and you know there is an aspect of that like that certainly happened in my um personality where i've just become sigils that have been launched like in the distant past have made me very obsessive in particular areas for good and bad so they're not always um um, sometimes behaviours will come out that can be quite um, challenging to other people um, and, and yourself, obviously. Um, but if you do work on 
you're at that level of identity you need to you're trying to change yourself in the into the person who is capable of acquiring that thing um obsessiveness sometimes i hate to say it but uh, well actually i don't hate to say it um can actually be a real key to success um in whatever field that you're looking at um that sort of lukewarm uh, approach to things rarely works. Um, and that's not to say, I mean, I actually, in terms of like nutrition and training, like, like I always err towards the side, um, of minimalism and minimalism is not the same as doing less. It's about figuring out the things that are most effective, um, and just doubling down. And this is a similar sort of thing. Um, so it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily be training, do a sigil and wake up tomorrow and be training three hours a day and eating nothing but canned tuna and lettuce, although that would work, um, if you're just looking for like extreme fat loss, um, but that, that's certainly not necessary, but you do need things that will focus you. So whether you do them on your, on your physical body or at the level of your personality, um, they will manifest, they'll manifest across both of those things anyway. But I often feel like it's a good idea to maybe look at some of your personality traits and maybe try and address those. When I say maybe, I'm saying just if you're having trouble in this area, that would be the first place I would look. The other thing you can do is actually sigilize for things that will make it easier to acquire your goal. For example, simple stuff like access to a gym or particular pieces of information. Um, one other really good one is actually to sigilize for a clear vision of the thing that you want to become. And if you're uncertain, that might be where you start first. Um, because in some ways that might actually be the greatest gift that you can get. I feel like a clear vision of something will just radiate into other areas of your life. Um, I don't, I don't feel it. I know it. Uh, I think that's, you know, I know that that can be one of the most transformative things because it's not knowing what you want. It's if you're, you know, have a particular physical, um, if you're unhappy with some aspects of your body now, is being unhappy with it is not the goal. It's the goal is to, okay, you know what you don't want. Now, what do you want? And most people don't know what they want. Um, so if you can shift your focus to that, that will have a transformative effect on your life. So they're the three, I would say they're the three broad categories of things that you would identify as specific physical characteristics. If you, you can set a time frame on, on these. Um, uh, personality traits, you know, drive, fire, ambition, those sort of things that you can identify and clear vision. I suppose the fourth one would be like the external factors that you might want to try and enchant for to bring into your life to sort of make it a little bit easier for yourself. There are some things you can do if you want to combine goals, like for example, if you want a particular <coughs> job, um, you know, maybe you enchant for a job where you have, um, access to a gym as well. Um, Don Webb talks about that. It's kind of a sideways way of achieving things and it works quite well um, for material stuff. Um, 
why that quite works, and there's probably a million reasons why it works, but it, it does seem to work. So um, assuming that you've got your goals and assuming that you want to change, um, how do you apply them? So this, this is basically the charging thing. The, I, I've spoken, last couple of episodes, I've spoken a bit about sex magic stuff, so I was going to try and give that a bit of a break. Um, but in quite, in honesty, probably one of the most potent ones are sigils, single sigils charged um, with orgasm because it's such an embodied thing. There's a little known um, chaos magic word, who they, is that purple Z, so I think they came out of the Z class. It's sort of, I feel like they were writing in the late 90s or something, it sort of vibes with that. There's a thing called Chaos Kung Fu. I think his name is Frater Elijah. Um, I think if you Google it, Chaos Kung Fu, Frater Elijah, you'll probably find an online version of it somewhere. Um, but he has this whole... It, there's several uh, sex magical workings with sigils um, that you can look at in there. And they all... Uh, they're both, yeah, single sex group. I think there's some hetero and uh, same-sex workings so bit of a bit of a spread um but there's several that look at like creating uh eucharist basically and you can imagine what that is that become charged with sigils and then internalized um i did a bit fair bit of that stuff a while ago uh, quite a while but yeah they can be quite they can be very potent um if you want to go down that route. Um, if, if not, I give an example of something slightly similar without that element in the ebook that's in, um, on the front of the webpage, the one on, uh, conjuring physical youth, which is basically using Peter Carroll's, uh, the initial vocalic, um, chant, component of his uh gnostic pentagram ritual or gnostic what has he got the chaos sphere or whatever um chanting those different uh vowel sounds and then at the navel center visualizing a sigil that represents your particular goal the reason that sends to and the navel center seems to work so well is because it's uh the center that generally distributes influence throughout your physical structure um, so sigils visualized there or intend to visualize there generally has a pretty noticeable effect. Um, Stephen Mace has talked about this in some of his books as well. So you can, by all means, I'm just trying to give you resources to work with as well. Um, so maybe pursue those. So if you have a particular visual, uh, physical characteristic you want to embody, you would sigilize, sigilize it and then get visualize it at that center. Um, my go-to is still like an ecstatic, um, type of charging, which I discussed on the previous one, uh, previous one being previous podcast, um, with some sort of sex magic component to it. Um, generally I would advise that done individually. Um, so solo, um, not because you can't do it with partners, but sometimes I feel like, if you're really trying to focus on something, I know a lot of people like to talk about this and they haven't actually done it. So um, it's very distracting when you're doing stuff like that with more than one person. Um, so often having a goal at hand, it just makes it a little bit um, straightforward. 
I should imagine. But if you have a practice that incorporates other people, by all means, go for it. Um, the There's a, a, another technique that is discussed. I haven't done much of this, but um, Don, Don Webb does a... God, I feel like I'm mentioning him a lot. I think I must have read something of his recently. Um, uh, channeling my inner Don Webb. Um, in his latest book, uh, what's it called? Becoming a Mo- Modern Magus. Magus. He's got a thing called uh, Spell of Lilith's Womb. It's a, it's a reworking of uh, Austin Spare's Earthenware Virgin, which is mentioned in the Zoetic Grimoire of Zoss. He doesn't mention that, but I'll tell you that's what it is. Um, and it, eventually, it essentially means... It, it's Spare does it mostly with women, uh, men in mind, because he's a misogynist prick at the best of times. And... Don Webb gives a, a variation which can be used for both men and women, but with uh, the men's version, the basic formula is you have a vessel, I think Spare talks about a clay pot or something, which basically you put on your penis with a sigil of your desire in it. And at the moment of orgasm, you also visualise uh, the goal. And I, I'm summarising and kind of be a, a bit casual about it because... It does work, but I feel like if I give you all the the Kenneth Grant, Austin Spare stuff, you'll kind of get spooked out. Uh, Once that's done, uh, you bury it. Um, I think he talks about giving an incantation over it and then you repeat the process at a particular phase of the moon, I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, and re-bury it. And according to Austin Spare, it is the most effective form of practical sorcery that never fails and is potentially dangerous i have no idea why he's saying it's dangerous um you could probably speculate but he also says it's the origin of the whole genie in the lamp thing um there's other stuff that's involved in that if you want to try that that's fine it's pretty good for uh, like doing getting material stuff to happen because obviously you can seal those connections to to the earth the other one that I would mention and is super simple, doesn't require you to really challenge your belief structure or anything like that, is something that's mentioned in Dave Lee's Chaotopia and the chapter on body alchemy, where he describes um, having a sigil for... This is under the sort of topic, I think, of self-healing, but you can obviously use your imagination. You can use it for whatever you want. Uh, as long as it's something to do with you physically. You design the sigil for whatever you're trying to achieve and then you visualise it into uh, water um, and then you, you know, obviously consume the water. You can do it with food as well. Um, but there's, you know, if you've followed any of the stuff about how intent influences water, it's a short step to understand how that might work. Um, and obviously it sort of, feeds into ideas about placebo. I mean, there's some interesting stuff about... Um, was I listening to a podcast on this recently about um, honest placebos? Where people have basically said, Here's, here, I'm giving you a placebo and it still works, like statistically above a control group. Uh, so that's interesting how that works, who knows. Um, but that one can be super effective. The only thing is you do need... I would give that some time. I would do that. I would look at doing something and do it for a month. Maybe do something like um, ask for some 
sigilized for some sort of skin improvement. Um, if you want to use an anti-aging effect or, you know, you can do it for more energy. Uh, clearer eyes, you know, better hair, whatever it is. Do a single one and do it for a month solid. Um, I would advise. I, I like to tie things into lunar cycles or things like that just because it feels better. Um, but you can just start it tomorrow. You don't need to have any beliefs. You know, you can just approach that purely from a psychological perspective, if you like, and see what happens. Um, so, yeah, look, there's a few things. My, my main emphasis with this one was to try and drive you towards doing something that works. Um, if you've been using sigils or other forms of magic in other areas of your life, consider this one because it has some profound impacts and it will change you and your life. Um, more and more, I'm trying to use this in a coaching practice. Um, and I do think there's a advantage of getting it, using it as a focusing device as well. I still... That when, I, when I talk about congruence with goals, which is why I feel like you do need to follow this up with nutrition and training as well, it's because you want all aspects of yourself focused on a goal. Um, I think that whole fast food mentality of magic needs to go, which is that sort of give me lots of cool shit, but I'm not going to do fuck all is just a terrible mentality i feel like if you get a shot a real strong vision of the sort of thing that you're trying to create you have to go all in sigils will produce profound and sometimes miraculous results but if you want to embody that and make it a permanent fixture in your reality you need to back it up with your behaviors as well because that's what you should be doing um that's my feeling anyway. Um, if you like what I'm putting down, um, please go back and listen to some of the other podcasts if this is your first time. Um, if you're returning and you kind of like the direction that I'm going, I'd appreciate um, you coming back for more. Uh, I really do appreciate those people who reach out and want to discuss things with me or share my material. I think that's all great. Um, uh, yeah, definitely appreciating that. If you're interested in personal coaching in this area, this is my thing. Uh, there's some coaching options that are up. I'm going to change all the web page stuff shortly anyway. Um, as I'm, I feel like I've got a bit of time this week, but and put some other options up which might be a little bit easier to access. Um, but if you want to reach out for personal coaching, which is me basically integrating some practical sorcery stuff suited to you with very direct training and nutrition, again, suited to you, and then me hassling you, which is checking in every week so you actually do the thing. Um, yeah, you can reach out and we'll all talk and I will tell you exactly what you need to do. You can find me at... Uh, www.sorceryandbodytransformation.com I love you guys I appreciate the listen and I wish you success in all of your goals and I'll see you next time